I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are Hey, what's up, folks? Before we get started, a couple little church announcements for all of you who are following along. We have a great lineup of a show coming up, a live show, March 17th. That's Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles. And you can buy a live stream ticket. We'll have Ross Bryant, Edgar Blackman, Lisa Gilroy, maybe others. It's going to be very, very fun and cool. So don't miss that. And I am in an episode of the JV Club that came out this week. And if you like podcasts, um, the JV Club by Janet Varney is a very, very, very heartfelt, sincere and hilarious podcast about um, the awkwardness of growing up and adolescent teen years and what it was like in your JV life. You provided a great teen picture for whatever social media posts that they're going to be making. 
I love that. I know. I was looking. I had to provide a picture where I was a teenager and I was looking <laughs> at it and my teeth are really... Uh, <laughs> my teeth are different because I broke my two front teeth in real life and I had to get veneers. And so now I have like these, you know, white cheeklets in the front. But when I saw this picture of me in high school and I zoomed in on my teeth, I was like, now that's a grill. Some teeth. <laughs> I forgot about those old teeth. Also, we have bonus episodes that are going to start dropping next week on Wednesday. Every other Wednesday, you'll be able to catch up with an old character from the canon of Twin Hills. Our first one coming out is with Ross Bryant. You might remember him as the church security guard who was also a member of the power team or a power team-esque type outfit called Manhandle. You're not going to want to miss those. The only way you can get the full bonus episodes is being a premium subscriber uh, or click the link in the show notes to uh, to become a support cast member or a Patreon member. So you uh, pony up a few bucks every month and you get those great bonus episodes in your feed. Thanks, y'all. Now here's the show. This is a fun one. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel, introducing you to members of our church staff and our community. Ooh, I think it's a treat and a treasure. And per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. God is good all the time, Hallie. How are you? Isn't he, though? I am good because God is good, and I am a child of the utmost high God. And um, I just feel like, Gray, we should probably start out this week by addressing what's been happening in the Twin Hills community. There's been a new campaign the that's the a smear ad. It really has been. And I just want to prep everyone for what I would consider one of the most vicious attacks that we've ever had on Twin Hills and on Steve. I've seen people making homemade t-shirts that say, where's Louise? And I, I hear that's some kind of homage to uh, the Falwell family when uh, Mrs. Falwell was having sex with the pool boy, I guess, on vacation. What? Her kids made t-shirts that said, where's mom? Because oh, she kept bringing the boy on vacation okay, with the whole family oh, so really? they could be, you know... Um, I don't know what you call it, body rocking in the hotel while the rest of the fam's down by the pool. Well, I think that's probably all hearsay as well. And Hallie, this has been something that has been bubbling on the dark corners of the internet for some time. The places like, you know, Reddit, um, you know, various, you know, various subreddits. Facebook, forums. Facebook marketplace, mm -hmm. places like that where people go and churn up these conspiracy theories. YouTube shorts. It, and, and basically it's been sort of labeled hashtag where's Louise. Hashtag where's Louise. And so to give everyone a little bit of background, of course, our wonderful pastor, Steve Judson, has been married for decades to his wonderful lady and wife, Louise. Louise Judson. And people are saying, you know what? It's not just that she hasn't been in the limelight. She hasn't actually even been spotted for months on end. And people think there's some kind of foul play. They just want to see her. They're like, honestly, though, where's Louise? And she has a personality where she doesn't like being the center of attention. No. You know, Steve gets up there and he's got a, he's a public figure. But just because she's 
married to him doesn't need she ne- mean she needs to come out. And Steve has gotten up at the pulpit and been very clear. If I wanted you to see her, I would show her to you. Exactly. And if she wanted to be out here, she would. And that we but always a get a Christmas citizen. card every year. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Sometimes, you know, it does. Uh, I love it when they look like they're in different places. Steve said some of those are backdrops that they put in, but I, I have loved that. I, I do want to say that I have met Louise. She seems very nice. Of course, that was 10 years ago when I first got hired at Twin Hills. But yes, Louise uh, has had some medical issues, Steve said. she's yep. She has to stay home. She can't come to church right now yeah. and hasn't been able to come to church for quite some time. Yeah. And like you said, Hallie, she doesn't want the spotlight. And I think that's, I think that is admirable. Yeah. And she's always suffered from a condition. I don't remember what it's called, but it's the opposite of hyperhidrosis, which is that she has a condition that some people have. It's very rare where she cannot perspire. Oh, she can't really? sweat. And that's very dangerous Um, when a person cannot sweat and regulate their body temperature. Well, you know, she needs to just be very intentional about, you know, the environments that she's in. Is that why she sort of, um, and I don't, I I guess this is the right phrase, pants like a dog. That's right. Uh, Louise pants like a dog. Well, at least she did. I haven't seen her in maybe a number of years, but um, she does pant like a dog because that's how a dog regulates its body temperature is through the surface area of its tongue because dogs can't sweat. That's one reason why you never smell a dog with B.O. And it's also why you see Louise panting like that. And, Uh, And maybe we shouldn't say pants like a dog. We should just say pants like Louise. That's that's how she does it. Hashtag pants like Louise. It could be her fashion clothing line. And Hashtag who wears the pants. And as a God thing, Gray, did you know who else's wife could not sweat? Billy Graham. And that's oh, true. You can look it up. Really? It's I a very dangerous condition. Oh, well, that would make it Christy Brinkley. And I've seen her perspire. You know, Hallie, something that uh, I guess we wanted to tell everyone here today is so when you see people outside the church with these signs, with these T-shirts, yelling at Steve's motorcade when he comes to church, we just have to keep our chins held high. And we know that Louise is exactly where Steve said she is. She's at home. She's fine. She's staying cool where she needs to be. And, you know, she's she's just got a condition. And you know what? I think she's got a positive condition, too, which is shrinking disease, meaning she doesn't need the spotlight. She shrinks from it. She wants to stay private when mm-hmm. Steve is. Everything's out in the open, isn't it? And that's her prerogative. That is her prerogative. Um, if she wanted to show herself, she would. Yeah. And she will. And she will. When she's ready. When she's ready. And so in the meantime, these smear campaigns that are suggesting that either she's left him or they're separated or divorced or he's murdered her or whatever, this is the way that uh, secular culture attacks men of God and tries to distract people from the real work, which is snatching souls out of hell and getting them into heaven. And we're not going to take our eye off that prize. Not anytime soon. (laughs) And here is another way in which we can demonstrate our faith. Because you know what? I've never seen the Holy Ghost, Gray. That is right. But I feel him working in my life, and I know he's extremely real. And I don't need to see Louise ever again to know that she's out there alive and well and kicking, but not sweating. Amen. Because I really value truth, misinformation, 
really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Al Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. I'll try to ascertain? Yes. Okay. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watched the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertained. <laughs> this month is wow oh maze why'd you say that supercharge it <laughs> so that this promo can remain evergreen i feel like explaining a little bit more in 60 seconds i don't know maybe i don't bring attention to it. assuring people like look if you listen you're gonna get it just give it give it time that's a good promo just listen to it give it time you'll figure it out is this the promo right now isn't it okay i think we got it Cinefo. Cinefo. wherever you get podcasts <laughs> Just like angels keep the music going 24-7 in heaven, our guest today is CEO of Sneaky Jesus Records. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy to welcome to the program Tierra Mackison. How you doing today, my friend? Oh my gosh. You guys, thank you so much for having me. I feel so blessed to be in the presence of friends of the Lord. I oh. love it. I love it. <laughs> Get out of here. We're so honored to have a major music producer in our midst. Oh, I know. It. It's not my hands. You know who's doing See? it. You know who's Oh yes, we do. And and guiding uh guiding your hands with his hands, he is because you are here scouting out new talent, isn't that mm -hmm. right? Here at Twin Hills, as oh, well yes. as just you're you're going all over the country right now, just looking for great Christian artists. Tell us a little bit about what that's like. Um, it's really incredible. Honestly, do you know what I do? I drive to a church parking lot and I wait for the music to bring me in. Ooh. If I can't hear that choir from the parking lot, okay. I don't even come in. Because oh, the Lord is not pulling me in. See? The reason that I'm here is that I came up here, sat in the parking lot, and guess what? The music was so, uh, it was a blessing to my heart. And I knew I had to come in and see who was singing it. See, I don't want to see people. See, that's how that's how the secular world does it. They see somebody and they try to make them into something. But I like to hear and know that they're already touched by the Lord. And then I come in and then I do what the Lord has asked me to do. 
Well, awesome. I'm so glad we added those speakers out onto the light poles out all the way in the parking lot because now, you know, if you're white parked out way out in J or something, you're still hearing what's going on inside. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm glad that we were just blasting it out. You can hear the choir from the volleyball court. It's really true. <laughs> you need to be blessed when you're spiking, you know? <laughs> See, this is just another example of how Christians are just so much more sharp and strategic than these secular people. You're letting your ears be your guide. Because why? Because it's music. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? The secular music industry, I feel like you got to be hot first and sound good second, because mm -hmm. you know what you're going to be doing to get listeners is you're going to be shaking your hips half naked at the MTV Music Awards. And all it is, is lust and stumbling in the flesh. Yes, absolutely. But you're letting the music lead the way, mm -hmm. which is how it should be. And I do still think our Christian artists should be attractive. Absolutely. Right? I mean, because be nobody who's yeah. going to bring somebody to the Lord is going to be a uggo. Like, let's be honest, the Lord wants beauty out there represented presenting him That's you know right. what i mean so like you saw not to be a weirdo but you see jesus he's got abs he's good looking <laughs> he's very good looking i have mm -hmm. a painting of him in my house where it almost stops you in your tracks he's very hunky mm. uh -huh. oh yoked he's absolutely yoked absolutely you know uh Tiara, I did want to ask, what is what is the meaning of sneaky Jesus? I think that's such a catchy a cool name, but name. Uh, I wondered, is there a story there? Okay, absolutely. So there's two things. I'm not trying to appease the secular world, but I do like... Um, I do want them to be intrigued. Sneaky Jesus sounds like something that uh, somebody on TikTok would like be like, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. And then they come and check it out. But the main thing is, as Christians, we are always called to bring people to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to use the music, the gift that God has given us to sneak Jesus into people's hearts. Oh, wow. That is what Sneaky Jesus stands for, is that no matter what we have to do, I'm trying to get the Lord into your heart. And you know, the way that I do it is music. So, so That's awesome. You don't really, so I know a lot of Christians really get angry and sort of upset when a, a, a Christian artist crosses over to the secular world, but you're actually saying the opposite. Oh, I think it's awesome because people think that crossing over to the secular world means that you change the music. We don't change anything. What happens a lot of times is people love the music and then they find out it's about the Lord. Oh, really? So it's like, that's on you, buddy. It just turns out that you thought you hated Christian music, but you want to know what? You love it. I have signed so many people that uh, make Sneaky Jesus music. You wouldn't even know it was about the Lord until you really dive deeper. I love that. That is awesome. So they're singing about, for instance, a perfect love rather Absolutely. than naming the word Jesus because here I am, let's say I'm a secular person just shopping at a Gloria Jean's coffee in the mall mm -hmm. looking for a bag of beans as a gift or whatnot. I notice that I'm tapping my foot to a nice tune that I'm overhearing on the soundtrack of the Gloria Jean. And um, I, I hear about this perfect love. I'm not turned off by the fact that, you know, it's someone shoving their divinity in my face, but I think it's maybe a song about being in love. Uh, Absolutely. Because it, it is. Like it is See? a song about being in love. That's right. Oh, wow. It's a, <laughs> it's a song it. about the greatest love of all. See? That's who Whitney Houston was talking about. Oh, really? Was she one of your artists? Yeah. Really? She was Sneaky Jesus. Really? At the you don't get those pipes unless they're coming straight from the Lord. Let's be serious. And was all she right? a Sneaky Jesus artist at the beginning or, or the end? Um, the whole time, honestly. Really? There's okay. so much. I want to dance with somebody. Who do you think somebody is? Oh, my goodness. Wow. I the never Lord. realized that. I've often thought that. I mean, I know Whitney Houston wasn't extremely vocal about being a Christian. Oh, but the body she, God, now I'm seeing totally differently. Yeah. I mean, she had to have been saved, right? Yeah. Because you know who the bodyguard is? Who? 
Well, she grew up in the church. That is where she was found. Oh, wow. Well, she couldn't have a voice like that if she wasn't highly favored and blessed by God. I mean, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So, and, and that's one thing with all these, uh, these, uh, these mumble rappers, they don't come from the Lord because the Lord doesn't let you mumble his power. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's not his, 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 his love, his joy, his gifts are not overshadowed by, um, by 808s and heartbreaks. You know what I'm mm, saying? Right. Like you got to have a clear tone, you know what I mean? And that comes straight from G.O.D. himself. Uh, who are some of the other artists that, that you've signed over the years? Oh, Paramore. Wow. Uh, Flyleaf. Wow. Switchfoot. Awesome. Wow. Absolutely. Amazing. That is nothing to sneeze at. That's incredible. I mean, Switchfoot, I don't even think they know they're Christian. And if you go listen to that music and you start really feeling it and you, uh, Flyleaf, don't, don't sue me in the name of the Lord. I can feel you all around me thickening the air I breathe. Awesome. It's a rock song. And you think that it's, it's about the, the power of a mosh pit. But no, it is the power of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. Can I get amen? Oh, I always I thought that it. was about air pollution. No, oh, no, I thought it was referring to stinking up a bedroom by having a uh, premarital sex. Now, here's oh, the thing. Oh, no, no, no. It's about how the love of the Lord, it's so pertinent, so thick, it fills up a room when you're in it. So, Sneaky Jesus, it's in your heart, and it's also um, used to be in your iPod. <laughs> I love it. Now, I do want to, I mean, so in, in the example of Switchfoot, like, mm-hmm. there's a band that I don't even think they realize they were Christian, but they were singing Christian music. And you signed them and essentially said, and you basically showed them that they were Christian. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Uh, I think that so many people pick up a guitar and think that, oh, this is rock and roll. No, baby. The guitar is for God. Right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I do believe uh, John Foreman yeah. is the name yeah, yeah. of that lead singer in Switchfoot. Great man, perfect rock and roll hair. You know totally. what I mean? It's really easy to see how Sneaky Jesus was able to <laughs> sneak him into your heart. Uh, he, he, he didn't know that he was just really writing music for the Lord. And a lot of times when you have albums that go platinum, that go are, that are so easy to write, people think it's their talent. Uh, we all know where it really comes from. And were you the one that encouraged him to change his name to John for him? Oh, yeah. I, I always uh, give suggestions, but I never push. I see. So if that's what you want to do, if that's what he wanted to do, and he did it. And I'm I, it really worked out because we're talking about Switchfoot now and everybody knows who they are. Amazing. That is so inspiring, isn't it? That you could even be a band and not know you're Christian until you sign with Sneaky Jesus and then you, mm-hmm. you, you go on to become Christian. That is an amazing way of looking at the world. It means that every single artist out there, whether they're a mumble rapper or not, we can look at them as pre-Christian. You know, Absolutely. we can say, hey, you know what, Kendrick Lamar, here you are having nothing to barely say about anything. Oh, and he hates cops. We're going to introduce you to Jesus Christ, maybe play a DC Talk album for you. And mm-hmm. once you're on Jesus' side, all of a sudden Kendrick Lamar is going to start really having something to say. Absolutely. I mean, I really believe that. And I think, oh, my God, I might cry <laughs> thinking about it, is how everybody is a Christian. They just don't know it yet. Uh, you know what, what? I mean? <laughs> well, I, I want to ask about yet. your I'm story. How, when did you terrible. become a Christian? I was really young. I grew up Southern Baptist. Oh, <laughs> grew up in the South. Awesome. And um, I like to think that I was, obviously, I didn't have to be born again Christian. I was born Christian. I grew up. Uh, I, my mother went into labor in the church. Oh, okay? really? Uh, so, like, I've always been touched by the Lord. Yep, like, yep. On, I was born on a Sunday morning, right? Awesome. And I genuinely... Oh, 
I took uh, went to revival meeting. We have those, you know, back down, uh, down in the south. And um, I was seven years old, and I said, "I accept the Lord as my Savior." And I got baptized that same day. Oh my goodness! When you were born, uh, so, so your mother I had you have, in uh, church. I've been baptized since I was seven. Oh wow. my goodness! You could even consider breaking your mom's water as your first baptism before you even came out. Absolutely, absolutely. It was an altar call. The pastor said, "Who wants to give their hearts to the Lord?" And my mother's water broke. Oh. I was in the womb, ready. Wow. Who and who actually birthed you? Was there a doctor there? Or did it just go? straight straight to the elders oh yeah one of the deacons was a doctor okay. and then we already had the tub she had a water birth because you know there was a baptism tub so they just filled it up and i was born right there in saint peter's primitive baptist church that's amazing so did they did they keep doing baptisms after you were born in that same sort of water yeah they want that on them. Ooh, I would have gotten in that water quicker than you could shake a midwife at. Because I've heard that the placenta has lots of good nutrients mm-hmm. that if you put like a, around your tender oh, under eye that, skin, Hallie. it's better than like, mm-hmm. you know, oh. these expensive potions and serums oh. that that rich people use. Absolutely. There was a lady who was, she was already quite old. She was 80 and she had just come to the Lord oh. and she took a dip in my placenta water. She's still alive. Well, really? He works in mysterious mm-hmm. ways. She's 115 years old. That is amazing. <gasps> what mm-hmm. a story. That is unbelievable. And then what was it that led you to becoming a record producer? Because I think a lot of times people think, oh, people who produce can't, they can't actually, they don't actually usually, do. yeah, they can't do usually, isn't isn't that correct? Oh, well, I can. Oh, okay. I, uh, uh, I can play the flute to like nobody's business. Watch oh, out, really? Lizzo. <laughs> uh, is Lizzo I, one of your uh, artists? Oh, Lizzo is one of my artists. Oh, Twerking for the Lord, that's me, baby. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's just amazing, all these Christian artists I never knew about. I know, I know. People don't know, but you know what? That's the thing. You don't know until you know, and that is perfectly fine. Uh, I I can play um, I can play the flute, and I, I sing for bits. I'm very good. Like I sing to, to make my artists laugh, you know what I mean? Uh, but I, I have uh, pretty decent vocals. Uh, I always like to think of myself as... Um, uh, 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 I can teach, I can help mold people, but also you got to know when to step away and let uh, yep. the new generation shine. Uh, and that's I think right. that's an ego thing that a lot of people don't want to do. Like Tom Brady, <laughs> like he yep. does not, yep. he, he just retired again, I think. And it was like, buddy, sometimes you got to know when to stop doing what you're doing and help the new generation. Could I have been a pop star? Absolutely. Could I have been really? uh, bigger than Adele? Absolutely. But that's not my calling. Okay, That's my calling right. is to help usher in. If I can usher in a thousand new sneaky Jesus artists, that's way better than just me being the greatest pop star of all time. Like, let's be let's be for real. <laughs> Absolutely, and that. you're really smart because you know drug dealers aren't supposed to try their own product. Mm-mm. And I would just tell Tom Brady that you know what Jesus didn't ascend to heaven, come back and ascend again, and come back and come you back know, you, and then ascend again. See. Absolutely, you tell him that's right. And I, I just really I think that the sneaky Jesus records method is it's it's such an incredible ministry because there are so many times like you said that I'm listening to a love song and whether or not it was you know written by Justin Timberlake about a Britney Spear or whatnot mm-hmm. um, it could be talking about Jesus all the time it could oh, be yeah. even you know if Crimey a river come on wow Crimey a river that's about Jesus. That's, That's about Jesus you know, because Jesus is crying a river of tears waiting for us to come and give him our hearts.
When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Back to the Whitney Houston catalog, All the Man That I Need. I guess that's probably wow. All the Man That I Need. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Saving All My Love for You. Uh, a million Dollar Bill. A million Dollar Bill. That's about Jesus. Jesus. That's gotta mm-hmm. be heaven. Yeah. yeah, that's a million dollar bill. She feels like a million dollar bill. And you wanna know why? Because she gave her heart to the Lord. Because of Jesus. Yeah. I just, it, it's so inspiring. Only someone who knows Jesus could say, and I will always love you. you always know I mean? love you. Always. Yes, because the everlasting love comes from the Lord. And really? only the way Jesus makes you feel could actually get you mm-hmm. to hit that note. Absolutely. You know? What about I'm your baby tonight? Oh, yeah. I'm your baby. That is about the baby in the manger. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Oh. Yeah. I'm your baby tonight means that I am here and the three wise men are coming and I am here to save you. I am here to be sneaky Jesus. I am here to sneak into your hearts and let you know that a voice this powerful can only come from one place and you need to believe. Now, I do understand. And, you know, we always I I had to do a little bit of research, um, of course, before you came on because we were so excited and you have so many artists. And and I did want to ask about the pending litigation with some of the artists that I guess have have left Sneaky Jesus Mm -hmm. um, because they're they're no longer they were Christian, but aren't any longer. Mm -hmm. What's going on with that and, and sort of the royalty fight that I that I read about? Well, the only royalty that I listen to is God. Okay, okay? he's my king. This is his kingdom. And and what happened is somebody that I actually am quite similar to <laughs> who gets a lot of um, his uh, you know, gumption from me is um, Sean Combs, Puff Daddy P. Diddy. Mm. Diddy? Oh, really? Is Sean John, Mr. He's ripping you off? He is my protege. Oh. And uh, people often talk about how he works with artists and then he stops working with them. Oh. That He learned that from me. So 112, Mace, Jagged Edge, all of those people that people say he abandoned. Okay. No, it was, we have done everything that we need to do, and the Lord has guided us to new artists. So a lot of artists get upset when you decide that you uh, are going to continue guiding other careers outside of theirs, and then they um, they sued me when I left. Oh. The, a lot of that litigation is still going on, but um, it's okay. Uh, and <laughs> there are no royalties to sue for, because I, uh, I, don't, I don't put that money in my name. That money is all in the trust overseas. Well, and, I, and I did read, you know, and these are artists that I'm like, wow, I had no idea because it's, you know, uh, I guess it's a class action from Post Malone, Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Drake all saying not only did you take royalties, but that you, I guess, are they arguing that you actually did not represent them and that you were saying you did or or what? What I guess I was a bit confused. I did represent them. Okay. And then they 
got too cool for Jesus okay. and told everybody that I did it. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. So it was sort of a handshake deal, I guess. Absolutely. I don't want to tie anybody down. I'm here to help. I'm here to help the masses, the people who really need what what we have, which is the peace that can only come from knowing that you are one of God's children. Oh, I love that. And um, they got the peace of the pie that had a lot of money in it. And they didn't want to be associated with Sneaky Jesus anymore because even though it's hard to say, but like in this secular world, um, shunning Jesus uh, is very profitable. Oh, well, and, and Bad Bunny, I never realized was was Sneaky Jesus. I mean, that's one that I was just like, wow. Uh-uh. Bad Bunny, I love so much. He really, uh, he does music for, for his people. Right. Uh, just like Jesus. It's really sad that he doesn't want to uh, say that I uh, was the person who discovered him. But you know what? That's okay because... He's a bad bunny, and that's what bad bunnies do. Well, see, it's right there in the name. And Mm -hmm. speaking of Sean uh, P. Diddy Puffycomb, Mm -hmm. uh, crib in your style, what do you say about bands that are clearly secular, like Coldplay, but who (laughs) are blatantly trying to sound Christian? Oh, right. uh, It's a wolf in sheep clothing. Absolutely. That seems like, you know, going in reverse. It's like Imagine Dragons. It's like, yeah, now you're just trying to sound, you're a a pop band and you're trying to sound Christian to get Christians in the fold. I think, isn't that a bit deceitful? Well, that's the thing that's so hard because they do the same thing that we do, but with ill intent. Uh So they, uh, they, they sing these songs, fix you. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We know who that's really about. It's anti-God self-help bullcrap. Yeah. They keep uh, playing music that sounds exactly like our music, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) that much piano? Come on. Mm -hmm, We know mm -hmm. that that is a choir director playing music for his choir. That is our thing. And um, they got really super popular. Um, and, uh, married, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, talk Goop. about, talk about placenta stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Placenta. And, well, they got that from us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, but we don't, we don't, we're not looking for credit. That's right. And, um, when you're not looking for credit, there's always somebody willing to take it. Well, I remember we used to, and you know, everyone here is pretty anti Coldplay, but we did use Fix You as our Easter, prom, you know, processional one, uh, one year. And Steve just changed the words. And I thought that was great. Still yeah. using the hook. But I think it's okay when you can take back. Basically, I like it when Christians can take a song back from secular artists that may have written the song, but not realized that it was for Jesus. And then we get to reclaim that song mm-hmm. and appropriate it for good. Absolutely. Like um that wonderful church that did that with Hamilton. Oh, awesome. I thought that was so awesome. That was it was so, so cool. It was so cool. And you want to know what was even cooler? I think the coolest part about that was Lin Manuel's cease and desist because that just makes people want it more. Yep. Yeah. They say, "Oh, what are you cease and desisting? The Lord? I want to check that out." It did way more good than uh, I think he thought it would. I think so too. I mean, what are you so scared of, Lin Manuel? You know what I mean? What are you so scared of? You have everything. You really you have everything. You have everything. Mm-hmm. That is really fascinating. And I notice, um, and I mean, and you're someone that that probably isn't scared of a cease and desist because I'm, you know, I'm sure. No, I've had many, I've had many, but you can't cease and desist from the Lord. That's right. Okay. (laughs) Like you can't stop the message. You can't stop it. I cease and insist. Absolutely. Now, 
I've been hearing such troubling things about social media types oh. um, talking about deconstructing their faith. My One of my daughters showed me a video of an ex-worship leader um, breaking down the way Christian music works, that it's highly manipulative and saying that, oh, those experiences that you think you're having it, during the praise and worship portion of the church service, those, those experiences you're feeling where you feel the Holy Ghost descend. Ending, mm-hmm. where you are filled with um, the presence of God. This ex-worship leader's on there talking about how, well, that's all highly strategic, planned, and manipulative. We know how to build uh, the tension in the song to get you to an emotional place, um, to then uh, b- uh, believe that you're feeling all these other things. And and that they're like, these things, these same feelings happen when somebody goes to watch a hairband in a stadium rock show. Um, the people seeing those shows are experiencing the same kind of euphoric feelings that you think are God. Those aren't actually God. Those are just uh, the the chemicals in your own body responding to, you know, like a, a group song and, and um, you know, uh, pulsating lights or something. I don't know. I mean, we've been accused here at Twin Hills of, you know, giving people seizures with our strobe lights and stuff. And I say, no, no, no. Those are people who have been slain in the spirit, um, mm-hmm. people who are experiencing the powerful presence of God. And, and music is so powerful because God made it. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that here's the thing. Those rock bands are manipulative. Okay. okay. Uh, you will feel those same feelings at a rock show that you will feel at our uh, um, ser- services. Like, I'm not saying you won't feel the same serotonin. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. You're going to you're going to feel the same serotonin eating an Oreo at, uh, at one of our uh, <laughs> one of our uh, post service gatherings as you would feel at a basketball game. Okay. The Oreo is still the Oreo. But what is the message that comes with it? Right. Okay. You're going to leave one of our services with our music, with a with especially from the Sneaky Jesus bands. You're going to leave knowing that that feeling can always be recaptured and felt again when you think about the presence of the Lord. And the Lord is all encompassing, all encompassing, right? Everywhere. So the, the difference between you seeing and feeling that Almighty Spirit showered down upon you in the church is that when you go home and you think you don't even have to have the music, you just remember that the Lord is present with you, you get that same serotonin. You don't get that going to a concert and coming home because guess what? Billy Joel is not home with you. See? He's not going to make you feel the same okay. way. Okay. So I think right. that that is the difference because that I'm not saying is. that that's why that's the devil. That's the dupe oh. is that the devil makes you feel the same way you would in the church, but he abandons you when you get home. That's the difference. Oh. I think that is such good clarity for people. Incredible. And just to remind people that there's no way Billy Joel was a Christian artist, because if you write a song like down Easter Alexa, I mean, you're basically summoning the devil anyway. Absolutely. Mm. Vienna. No, that's, that's not in America. Let's be for real. I think that's such a great reminder, too, that it's not the feeling. It's the reason for the feeling. Absolutely. And so if you're just chasing a feeling, like what what is behind the feeling? What an awesome question to ask. Mm, yeah. You have to know what what is behind the feeling. And behind the feeling from us is love, comfort. And it's also free. You are welcome to come into the church anytime awesome. and get that feeling collectively mm-hmm. for free except for the 10% tithe that we all encourage. And if you really love the Lord, 20%. But 
when you go to a concert, <laughs> oh, they they make you pay for parking. They make you pay to, for sustenance. Mm -hmm. We give the blood in the body mm -hmm. for free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. So you're saying, you know, I, it's such a good reminder. And I think if I have teens listening, you just need to remember this because I think love, acceptance, and belonging. Yes, you might feel that at a concert, but if Jesus isn't giving you love, acceptance, and belonging, then that's not even worth chasing, doing, mm -hmm. or buying a ticket for. No, because it's right. fleeting and Jesus will never leave you. That's right. You go to a Taylor Swift concert, oh, you're going to drop no less than five grand. And guess what? You come home feeling empty, alone, uh, lying in your own bed, cr crying because you know what? There's no sustenance. There's no substance. Mm -mm. Substantive. And you can't even go. Let's say Taylor is your God. <laughs> Ticketmaster said no. You're never going to be locked out of the doors of the church. That's right. We have two services every Sunday. We have prayer meeting on Tuesday. We have Bible study Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then we have hangout time on Saturday. There is never going to be a ticket master. The only master you're going to have is the Lord, the one that you want. Ticket is not your master. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, if, if, if Taylor Swift really loved you the way she tells you she loves you, she'd try to see you more. Okay. That's and all I I'm saying. And I noticed that you're now selling all your artists through Lord and Master, which is what is that sort of a, a Christian version of, of Ticketmaster? Yeah, it's uh, Lord and Master is our own personal private website that we sell our tickets for. And um, there is no uh, secret fees. Okay. Uh, the fees are um, uh, uh, the maintenance of the website. Every ticket is an additional $5. And then we ask if you have been missing your own tithe to uh, put your tithe towards the ticket. And um, that helps us be able to do, give free concerts uh, in front of Planned Parenthoods. Oh, that awesome. is such a great <laughs> awesome. idea. Awesome. Now, forgive me. Tiara, if this is too personal a question, but in the same way the devil entered Judas mm -hmm. to make him betray Jesus, do you think the devil entered Bobby Brown to make him pull down Whitney? <sighs> if I can be honest, not just Bobby, all of New Edition. Is that oh, right? right? Yeah. They all had, de they were demonic. They all got taken down by the devil. Oh no. That is why they split up. The devil split. When they were together, they were a new addition. And then we got Belle Biv DeVoe. Oh, then yeah. we have Johnny Gill separate. This is what happens, you know? This is, this is a great example. This is actually a really great example of what happens when people get um, led astray mm -hmm. from the collective. Together, they were unstoppable in the name of the Lord. Right. And then when they, when they left, they left that entity. The devil was able to pick them off one by one. And that's why they don't have careers anymore. Oh, uh, no. Wow. So interesting, isn't it? Wow. And all their songs are about the Lord. Mr. Telephone Man, you know who you got to call when you're in trouble? The Lord. That is what that's about. That is fascinating. I mean, I'm a bit too uh, young to remember them, but I do love, uh, I love to just have that constant reminder. And mm -hmm. um, I also noticed that one of your artists that you've signed a bunch of K-pop bands as well. Oh, yeah. And that, that seems like such a smart move because not only do we not understand the lyrics of most of their songs, but mm -hmm. because they're from Korea, I'm, you know, the guarantee of them being Christian is probably 90, 95%. Absolutely. And I love K-pop because they're fantastic dancers, mm -hmm. which is like, people think that, dancing is not good god loves rhythm okay if you're not a if you're a really bad dancer like you gotta pray because god yeah. loves it when you clap on the twos and fours See. they're fantastic dancers and they have a beautiful they have an intense following so intense that at times it is literally terrifying and that is what um 
we want all of our followers to be like so intense, down for anything, ride or die. That is, uh, you you're talking about K-pop? K-pop stands? <laughs> That's the type of Christian that we're looking for. I noticed in the comments um, uh, that that you've unleashed uh, K-pop fans to defend uh, your lawsuit several times, and they are uh, they are on there. Absolutely, oh, I love that. I mean, there's nobody better. Christian, boy there's nobody is. stronger. There's nobody more willing to stand up for what is right. Amazing. K-pop fans. <laughs> I'm sorry, K-pop stands, because they'll come after me for that. <laughs> they are d- devoted. It has been so amazing to find out all, about all these sneaky Christian artists. I guess my I guess my only question about New Edition would be Candy Girl. Is that a that was a Christian song? Oh, absolutely. You know how grandmothers give you a little piece of candy in church when sure. you're little because you gotta stay away? Yeah. And then, when they're like candy girl. You are my world. That is talking about the matriarchs of the church holding you up when you're falling asleep, falling down. That is literally the symbolism for that song. Awesome. Amazing. Tierra Maxson was played by the outstanding Shantira Jackson. Check out all of her wonderful work at Shantira.com. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray House was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>